Hello and welcome to a series of short podcasts titled Regulation and Reputation, Two Sides of the Same Coin. These podcasts are being released as part of Osborne Clark's 2023 Disputes Week, a series of webinars, videos and podcasts which take a pragmatic and commercial look at current disputes issues facing companies and their in-house legal teams. My name is Henry Fox and I'm a commercial disputes lawyer here at Osborne Clark with a particular focus on media and information related disputes and my work in includes advising clients on reputation and crisis related issues. In each session of this series, I'll be joined by a different guest and we'll take a look at some of the different contexts in which the worlds of regulatory disputes and reputational issues collide. And we'll discuss how clients who are caught up in regulatory matters can take steps to protect their reputations. In this session, I'm joined by Craig McCarthy, partner in Osborne Clark's disputes team, specialising in public procurement and contracting with the public sector. Craig, thanks for joining me. Uh, can you tell us a bit about your practice here at Osborne Clark? Sure. Hi, Henry. Thanks. Yeah, I've been involved in public procurement now for, for over a decade. And here at OC, we act for suppliers um, and the public sector and utilities who are either bidding for or operating procurement processes um, to award public contracts. And so we're talking here about an area of regulation that applies any time that government goes out fundamentally to spend taxpayers' money. Um, and that could be contracts for works or supplies or services. And it's as an area of regulation, um, it's quite interesting in that there's there's no regulator as such. The compliance with the regime is really policed by um, the private sector, so suppliers bringing actions through the high court for breaches or apprehended breaches of the the relevant rules. Craig, this is a fascinating area of practice uh, and one which brings with it all kinds of reputational minefields. Um, can you tell us where you tend to see reputational issues arise in your work? Yeah, sure. So I think fundamentally it goes back to the fact that when you're selling into government, it always brings its own unique issues from a reputational perspective, because naturally you've got that added level of scrutiny um, because ultimately what's what's at stake here is, is taxpayers' funds. And so there's a, a strong, wider public interest in um, visibility of how that's being spent and, and ensuring that the rules are adhered to. Um, so that level of transparency, level of scrutiny is something you don't really get in the equivalent kind of private sector outsourcing type contracts. Um, and so with that broad level of public interest, um, you get not only the, the potential sort of press attention around those contracts, but also quite close scrutiny from competitors. Um, and often you get that kind of added layer as well of there will be other groups that would have an interest. So third sector um, campaigning groups, um, groups that are representing a, a kind of wider range of, of interests will often also take a close look at what's happening in a, in a regulated procurement context. And so the things that you're thinking about when you're bidding in a public sector um, competition is probably three broad areas. The first is what's happening to your confidential information. Um, when you are actively bidding into a process, then there may well then be a move to a legal challenge in relation to that process. How do you ensure that your information is protected? Um, and how do you make sure that you, if you are subject to or involved in a procurement challenge, how do you make sure that your, your information, but also your organization's reputation are protected and presented in the best light during that litigation? Well, let's look at some of those issues in a bit more detail. You mentioned um, confidential information. Obviously, when a client's doing 
any form of business uh, with the public sector that the details may be covered by the Freedom of Information Act or FOIA as it's known, uh, meaning that in some cases a lot of information uh, can be obtained by interested parties. Is that something you see in your work? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's, a, it's a real risk uh, for any organisation that is bidding with the public sector and one that I know a lot of listeners will be familiar with, is that there is always that risk that there may be a, a need for the public sector to disclose information about your dealings with them um, under the under FOIA, under the Freedom of Information Act. So in terms of mitigating that risk when you're involved in bidding into the public sector, the one of the approaches that clients will, will often take is that the, they will identify the key bits of information in a bid that should be treated as confidential by the receiving authority. And then on top of that, there's a specific obligation within the public contracts regulations and the equivalent regulations for the utility and, and defence sectors, um, a duty of confidentiality on the part of the receiving authority to make sure that it treats information that has been designated by you as a bidder as confidential and holds it in confidence and doesn't disclose it to any other parties. And so it's about making sure when you're putting a bid together, you're properly identifying that information, putting the right markers in and ensuring that the authority is aware that you are concerned that any disclosure of that information to the wider public would prejudice your interests, your commercial interests as an operator in that market. And one of the uh, typical situations in which I'm um, um, and my team are often brought in is where a client's got notice from a, a, a public authority that a FOIA request has come in and the authority is contemplating providing information or documents which relate to the client. In some cases, you say you can, there may be a basis to make representations to the authority as to, uh, to the effect that you know, information should be withheld on confidentiality grounds or some other, uh, some other grounds. Um, but this can be a potentially difficult area uh, and there, there may be various public interest considerations at play. And there's always a chance that the public authority will take a different view. Um, and there are limited opportunities to challenge this legally. So I think I always think the key for any client in this space is to go into it open-eyed in the knowledge that information that's passed to a public authority uh, could end up in the hands of a competitor or, or even made public um, via the media. Absolutely, absolutely. And you've, you've touched there on one of the routes that the public, the wider public might be involved um, in making those types of requests. There's also the the issue of your competitors who might, if you're the successful bidder for a contract, who might want to to challenge an award and then through that litigation process, gain an insight into the way in which you have um, approached a bid, the way in which you've gone to market, the way in which that you structured and intend to deliver the services or the goods or the works that you propose under that particular contract. So we have the, obviously the FOIA angle. Um, and on top of that, you, you have to be mindful, as you say, going with your eyes open, that if there is a challenge and some of that information you might have to step in and, and take part in that litigation in order to try to protect and limit the disclosure that happens. Yeah, I mean, that, that was uh, that was the point I was going to come on to when you, you talked about litigation, how these contracts can be challenged. Um, and obviously litigation of any form can bring reputational um, issues. But I suppose there's a specific concern here where there's litigation around public contracts for, for the reason you gave, that it's going to... Um, it may well result in in a, a huge amount of information being uh, made public and, and a huge amount of scrutiny on the client. Absolutely. And part of that is 
engaging if you, if you are a successful bidder you want to engage as early as possible in the the litigation that's going on and, and you become what's what's known through the the court process as an interested party and you're there and you have the opportunity to have a voice in ensuring that your information is protected as far as possible within the litigation and so that means only limited disclosure to certain individuals within the the challenger within the claimant organization and also a an attempt that you can make to really curtail and limit the amount of information that might be read out in open court that that could be um you know information that again would if it's if it's leaked out if it's disclosed into the wider sphere would undermine and, and prejudice your position in the market so it's about again as you say eyes open understanding what information you have in the mix and acting quickly and promptly whenever there is a challenge or the, the suggestion of litigation to make sure that you are um, inputting into the process and restricting and limiting the amount of disclosure that takes place and, and what is available to your challenges and to the wider public. And have there been any, um, well without going into your own cases, have there been any uh, recent high profile examples of um, uh, suppliers to government uh, suffering reputational consequences as a result of, of challenges to their contracts? Well, I think the, the, the obvious example in recent years that's attracted quite a lot of press attention has been the, the various challenges and claims and, and now inquiries into the government's procurement of PPE during the pandemic. Um, and in that case, claims were brought by campaigning, campaigning groups. Um, and the, the core issues were around the transparency and the approach that government took during the pandemic to award those types of contracts. And that gives an example of the types of press attention that you can expect with some of these high profile contracts. And it touches really on the point that, that we open with really, which is there is, whenever you're dealing with the public sector, there is always that, that prospect of increased scrutiny because taxpayers' money is at stake. And there is a, a window through FOIA, through the litigation process into how that money is being spent. And so the reputational challenges arise when you have contracts that necessarily bring with them a, a kind of a wider public interest in in how and to whom they're being awarded. Yeah, I, I was thinking also of the, of the COVID contracts and uh, as being a good example of this, because it, very often the media will see these huge contracts um, being challenged or, or, or being awarded, and that can lead to huge scrutiny of the client. And we've seen examples of this in the, in the press recently not only of the corporate entities themselves, but also the executives behind those entities um, coming in for some flack. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's, I suppose it is part and parcel of, I suppose the the, the business of, of doing business with government is that you have to, again, be aware and mindful of that potential level of scrutiny and that potential level of um, interest in your organization and in the way in which you are operating those types of contracts. And it's something that clearly you, know, you and I have spoken about over, over many cases over many years of you have to be aligned in your, not just your approach to the market in terms of how you sell into the into government, but also how you then from time to time deal with the consequences of, of the, the fallout from these types of challenges, these types of inquiries from, from the press. Now, one other point I wanted to touch on was was reputational risks which arise during the life of the contract. You know, once it's been awarded, are there any issues on the horizon which clients should be aware of in this regard? Yes, it's a good question. I think we've we've seen historically 
is the old cliche about a lot of these contracts um, get signed and then live in a, in a drawer and then don't really get looked at for the rest of the life. Um, there's a, a bit of a change afoot in procurement law generally at the minute. We are looking at a, a new regime, a new set of regulations, a new act coming in probably in the next 12 to 24 months that will introduce a, a kind of a post-Brexit UK-specific procurement regime. One of the aspects that is being brought in currently on the on the current draft of the legislation is a move towards more transparency around contract reporting during the life of a contract. So reporting on performance, reporting on KPIs. Um, that brings that, that added transparency brings with it again lots of the issues that we've already covered in in this session. Um, you're looking at more ways by which more people will be able to access information about your organization and how you're performing in fulfilling a contract. Um, and I think it brings with it as well the kind of risk of further uh, issues and disputes potentially with customers as to what is and isn't reportable as a um, as a shortcoming or as a, a deficiency in performance under a particular contract. And then on top of that, you have the, the added layer of managing that message and the ensuring the accuracy of reporting around that um, those issues once that public once that information is made public through the operation of those new provisions and in, in, in legislation when it comes in. So increased scrutiny, increased visibility, increased transparency, they're all very much on the agenda from the product procurement perspective um, as we move forward into this this new set of legislation. Yeah, this sounds like it's going to prompt a significant sea change in the reporting of contracts. And in these sorts of situations, as you say, it's going to be really important for clients to be completely across uh, all of the information and data uh, so that where there are inaccurate narratives in the media or, or elsewhere regarding their performance uh, under a particular contract, then the client's then ready to to challenge uh, th these narratives by reference to the data. Um, finally, Craig, what would your tips be for, for clients in this space looking to safeguard their reputations? Yeah, I think we've probably covered some of the key points already so to sort of draw them all together. I think it's it's the eyes open point, understanding what data your bid team, what information your bid team is um, including in proposals into the public sector. Are you making sure as an organisation that you are accurately signposting the information within your bid documents, within your proposals that goes to the commercial sensitivity, the the information that is likely to cause you prejudice in the event it was to be disclosed to another party or to the wider public. Um, ensuring that you are understanding the the progress and the process of a procurement decision and award. Is there any litigation on the horizon? Is there a challenge that's happening? Do you need to be engaging with your prospective customer to make sure that when they are responding to that challenge, they are in contact with you about the confidentiality arrangements, about what information may or may not need to be disclosed to either the challenger or may need to be read out and dealt with in open court. And are you getting actively involved as an interested party in those scenarios to make sure that you have a voice in the room and to make sure that you are doing what you can to safeguard and control um, information and ensure that that, that much might be prejudicial to you as an organisation in terms of your competitive position in the market is, is not being disclosed in a way manner that it shouldn't be. Um, and then finally, it's the it's ensuring that you have that synchronization between the the bid team, the, the team that is responsible for um, 
delivery of these contracts and and the operations phase of a contract and your 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 um pr and reputation management function and making sure that if there are issues that may as we move into this new regime become reportable or if there are issues around a challenge that has been brought against your bid ensuring that you are lined up and aligned to make sure that the reporting and the the representation of that in the media is 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 accurate um and it's not going to, to result in in kind of collateral harm to your wider reputation great sadly we're out of time but it's been really great to get your insights here and thanks very much for sharing these it's a pleasure good to speak thanks Henry.